Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to bringing you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grandmasters and Master Chorecaster, Dragon Rider, and Major Death. Crazy. That intro crazy. never gets old. That never gets old. I just <laughs> thought I would point that out. I'm glad you enjoy it so much. I enjoy doing it every week. It is pretty great. It's it's pretty good. So, uh, first off, Dragon Rider, you sound a little different this week, but you are on location, so... <laughs> yes, yes. So, hopefully my audio at least sounds tolerable. Uh, so, yes, if I do oh, sound yeah, a little does. bit different uh, this week and maybe next week, uh, yeah, my husband and I are out of town for uh, work training that he's doing, so I am recording from the hotel, and I tried to stream today, and uh, I think I was messaging uh, both of you yesterday, so we got in Sunday night, and then Monday morning, I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to get my laptop set up, right? I'm like, I know, I'm going to be trying to stream, we're going to be recording podcasts, I've got my laptop, I'm like, all right, this is going to be great. I brought my microphone, all this stuff, and I get here, and I'm setting up, and I realized I forgot the mouse for my <laughs> laptop. So, you know, at least I do have touchscreen and the little touchpad, so I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll make this work. Then I realized, uh, what else did I forget? The, uh, oh my gosh, see, I, I don't even remember now what I forgot. It's that bad. <laughs> oh, my webcam. I had to go back and look at look at what I messaged you. I forgot my webcam, so I'm like, oh, no, okay. I'm like, all right, well, this laptop has a little built-in webcam. I'll make it work. And I'm like, at least I have my microphone. This will be fine. I'll sound good, and that's all that matters. So I set up my microphone, and then I realized I forgot the USB cable to actually plug it in. <laughs> luckily, oh. very luckily, I brought this headset like microphone thing so uh, at least i have this but oh god yeah so we're we're doing what we can with what we've got here but you know at least the wi-fi has been stable and i'm like oh at this point i'm like that's all i need <laughs> just stay, stable you, just, <laughs> you just so snake bit yourself by saying that twice on this call before uh, yep I did. I know. I know. We're two days in. Oh, no. So when Dragon Rider like drops off the podcast halfway through, you'll know why. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because I jinxed it. Oh, mm -hmm. no. Uh, so let's go to last week's poll question. Mage, what did we have last week? So we talked a lot about the balance changes that had occurred, and we wanted to know from you. Do you think the balance changes that were made specifically for Druid would be enough? We had 19 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. And with almost half the votes, 47.4%, said no. They did not think the balance changes that were made for Druid were going to be enough, that it was still going to be a menace. 31.6% uh, said yes. And 21.1% said they were not sure. And, um, yeah, I, 
early returns on that definitely feel like they're a little bit less of a menace than they were before the balance changes. Would say so. And it's been and it's been replaced by a different 800-pound gorilla that we're going to talk about probably during the main topic. Yeah. Okay. Well, so uh, let's move to the news. So another Hearthstone, uh, random Hearthstone legendary available via Prime Gaming. The Prime Gaming promotion that started last month has flipped to month two. The Provish promotion brings a free legendary uh, Hearthstone card for Prime members. Like March, April's reward is a free random legendary card. So, yeah. So you get card. Presumably you're getting cards or you're getting packs every month. First month it was a random legendary. We suggested people wait until after the Voyage to the Sunken City launched. A lot of people got that, and now they've switched it over for April and into, I think, probably towards the middle to end-ish of May. You can get the April promotion, which happens to be a second free Legendary card. So, yes, go and get that if you have Prime Gaming or a Prime membership through Amazon and get another Legendary. I got the... Uh, Tamsin's Phylactery. I did that. That was the only one from Alterac Valley I had not gotten yet. And that was the one that I pulled from my second free legendary. I pulled the watch post guy. (laughs) Ah, okay. Yeah. So very, very useful because I already had one of him. I think I had a golden one of him. That's why they gave it to me. Right. (laughs) I I still want to get the stupid mech. Colossals. I still do not have Gaia, and I still don't have the Leviathan. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get a legendary here. Or I wanted to get Nelly. There were three legendaries from the current set that I was hoping to get, and I got Tamsin's Phylactery instead. Still a good Ah. one. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to be positive. You're like, yeah, whatever. That was like the saddest and eh, no <laughs> yeah. i'm not planning on playing uh owl warlock or that that landmine warlock anytime soon so tamson's phylactery is just going to sit there probably gathering digital dust hey you're 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 leaving out selfish shellfish warlock <laughs> oh excuse me excuse me there we go i forgot about the, that because yeah. the best way to kill them is with fatigue there you go. That is true. It adds like you could do like five hundred damage in a single combo. Like that's you're not doing that with landmines. All I'm saying. No, no, you're you're right there. Uh, so then we move on to evolving aggression. How aggro decks changed in Hearthstone over the years. Uh, so all types of decks had to evolve since the game launched in 2014, including aggro decks. Uh, aggro decks are Did not. You... What's that? Did you want to talk about? Ha- it? Yeah, yeah, I I, I kind of wanted to talk about this because we yes. talked about this a little bit before. Please do. But there was a an article in Hearthstone Top Decks about this very thing, which is that aggro decks are not necessarily the easiest decks to play despite the the perception i think that a lot of people have about them and 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 the reason and 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 something that i think people forget is that all deck types no matter what style of deck that you play whether it be 
an aggressive style deck, whether it's a controlling style deck, whether it's a combo style deck, or, or even a tempo deck, all of those decks have evolved since the game first launched in 2014. They all look different now than they did when the game launched, right? Aggro decks are still considered to be that mindless deck that only goes face. There's no decisions, anything like that. And, you know, if you wanted to look back at some of the early versions of aggro decks, you probably could legitimately kind of make those claims because because a lot of those decks the big the biggest uh you know decisions were you know what you put in the deck and then how quickly you could get those cards on the board and you were probably almost if not completely out of cards by about turn five turn six and then you were playing top deck Everything that you were playing was going face. It really wasn't uh, a situation where you were doing much trading or anything like that. So there was... there. That's where this perception, I think, comes from. But aggro decks now are not that same kind of deck. They're not mindless, in, in, in my opinion, and, and in the author's opinion as well. The, the biggest decisions, of course, are going to be in the mulligan. And... A lot of these decks now, a lot of even the aggro decks have value generating cards. They're they're either creating minions or they're drawing cards or they're doing something like that. And when you use those cards is going to determine probably whether or not you win or lose the game. Because the the margin of error for that is pretty razor thin. And uh, one, of, one of the decks that they specifically cited as a good example to show that evolution was Face Hunter. Because we've had versions of Face Hunter all the way back since the beginning of this game. And, and the early versions of Face Hunter were basically just get minions on the board, send them face every turn, hero power, you know, and you were trying to kill people by turn five, turn six. And, and yeah, you were hoping that your opponent would, would trade into your minions and they were just speed bumps and that sort of thing. But if you if you think about what face hunter has looked at looked like more recently if you look at something like a forged in the barons uh face hunter you have strong draw cards in that deck you had barack Kotobane that draws three minion or three spells right you have cards like the kolkar pack runner that is generating minions on the board for the spells that you're using you know and and so there are car there are keywords now in the game that were weren't there originally things like rush things like lifesteal which are going to dramatically impact how how much damage your your minions are going to be able to do in a in a turn you know over the course of a game lifesteal there's more healing now than there was back when the game first started and so having to account for your opponent not just being able to put down taunts but potentially being able to uh you know recover some of the uh damage that they uh, have been dealt via lifesteal is huge so if you look at some of the current aggro decks things like questline warrior mech mage this naga demon hunter now those cards don't run out of those decks don't run out of cards anymore right because they have a fair number of draw cards in them they've got you know because of of the um the the trading mechanic you you, you can you basically can cycle a card 
you have you have that sort of thing you've got um you know the the quest for warrior is literally tutoring a weapon out for you and then like once you complete the quest you basically have infinite resources for the rest of the game because you're generating uh you know a weapon a minion and doing damage at the start of every single turn so there there is definitely what what aggro decks look like now versus what they used to look like uh completely different and and i think i think it's important to remember that and i and, and i thought this article did a great job of that and uh i guess i i'm just throwing it in here because i think i i would love to hear uh if you guys have thought about this uh, specifically recently with some of the those decks and and if you would agree with that assessment yeah i mean i agree a hundred percent like this isn't just face hunter just click face and then like roll always roll huffer and then <laughs> leroy on yeah. five and then it's just game over like there's a lot more to it the, like you said the biggest it, why it appears like it doesn't take skill when you're on the other side is because you're not seeing what the mulligan looks like. You're not seeing what their hand looks like. And you're not seeing how they're choosing to play their cards. I mean, it it gets off the ground faster. That's what it's designed to do. That does in no way, shape, or form indicate a lack of skill because a deck aims to kill you by turn five. It's just what it does. It's something differently. You can be frustrated by that because you're playing a slower deck or a mid-rangey deck. But, like, yeah, like, the the value that you generate now and, and these aggro decks is just insane. Like, the, like, I, I mean, just think of the damage from the, uh, the, the trampling rhino and mm. the, uh, the baron's feeder girl lady i don't remember what her name was the uh <laughs> what's that <laughs> you know the card i'm talking about hungry little no. fella aren't you that gun the three four the three mana three four or the was that four mana the one that like found yeah the, the beast yes that one the no i baron i forgot <laughs> Wow. It's like, yeah, I've I've forgotten wow. what that card's called <laughs> like, now. Too. Okay, now I know what cards you're talking about, but I I don't know what it's called. I don't, I don't remember. I was gonna say I saw you play an extensive amount of that deck. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Wait, didn't it rotate though? Yeah. See, this is my yeah. brain. As soon as it War Song Wrangler, War Song Wrangler yeah. is as soon as it rotates out of standard, is, my brain's it's still in it's still in standard, but yeah, because it came the with the Rhino is not exactly. That's why it's not seeing play anymore. Is because uh, okay, the Rhino's gone. Yeah. For all I knew, Wrangler's not in standard <laughs> anymore. I don't know. <laughs> eh, whatever. <laughs> My brain is very much like, I don't see it being played. It's brain not there. Herbie. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the classic, you don't see it, it doesn't exist. Exactly. Um, exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with this wholeheartedly. This, 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 the state of the, the, the aggro decks. But, I mean, to be fair, like... We we're talking um, the state of like control decks are completely different too. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. No, I mean, 
<laughs> that, that's what I was going to say too. Yeah. That's okay. what I said. All all decks have yeah. evolved since oh, this yeah. game began, and 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 like it, like I think about it like this. I think that like you know we used to have these aggro decks that had almost no draw, and, and like the big thing for Face Hunter was when um, oh god, okay. Mm-hmm. fit here quick shot when yes. when black rock mountain came in and mm-hmm. and gave hunter quick shot that was like a huge boon because that was like some of the only card draw that that deck finally ended up getting but now we look at at what draw is in, in like a face hunter deck or or any sort of aggro deck and it's almost like the amount of draw that Control had way back in the beginning, and now Control's got even more than that, uh, you know, along with other tools and different things like that. So it's it, it really has evolved. It certainly. Yeah. I, I, like I think the the game in like as a whole and in general just has changed and developed, and I think like you were talking about even just the generation and like discover effects like discover effects especially i think has become a hugely staple part of the game like it is such a staple now that like i can't even remember a time before we had discover yeah. like like does anybody remember how it actually felt to play hearthstone before discover like you know it's that completely changed how a lot of decks play and a lot of your decision making uh, and I think also depending on how many cards are in standard, which we are going to talk about later, uh, also impacts that and how decks feel. And yeah, like Darian brought up control decks being changed too. I mean, I, I've seen chatter and stuff about that on uh, Twitter and other discords as well. Like people talking about how control used to kind of be viewed more as like those decks that just kind of would run other decks out of stuff and just get to the fatigue game but now like control decks have like win cons that's Mm -hmm. not just going to fatigue so like is it still a control deck well sure you know and and now there's this whole discussion of like well that's not a control deck that's an otk deck or that's a combo style deck there's so much crossover too now and especially when you get decks that are like maybe what five cards different or something where it slightly changes is like okay well do you still call it a, an otk deck you know when a uh, moarg and some damage was popular but then you take moarg and like one damage spell out and then put something else in is it is it now not an otk deck and it's a control deck like you know it's only a couple cards different but there's so much variety like that and i think just the the way that the game has developed overall and a lot of the cards and I think the big shift from removing kind of those vanilla cards from the game and having every card do something or have some some sort of text has kind of, I, I think, forced deck types and how we play specific archetypes to change overall. So, yeah, like this, this is absolutely, and I agree with all of your points, by the way, like aggro is not as easy as what, you know, people say, like they're not brain dead. It's just some of the choices come earlier in the game that that's one of the big things there is like the the idea of when like i was thinking about face hunter you know because they're talking about that and thinking about the one drops that you had in face hunter like which one you would play 
depended on the matchup, depended on what your opponent was going to do, depended on if you're in a mirror match, that sort of thing. And, and like a lot of times, you know, it, it seems like it's easy because they're basically playing and using up all their mana and doing it probably pretty efficiently, but it, 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 there is nuance to that. And even, even like, even I think you can get percentage points with like even something like Questline Pirate Warrior, where you're yes you're playing pirates every turn, but which pirates you're playing and and how you're using those pirates and and leveraging the resources that you have means you're going to get percentage points against you know whether it be the mirror or or other matchups, especially unfavored matchups, if you're able to play those decks really well and 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 I don't think. I think some people don't give those decks credit when when that when they think about it from that point of view. Oh, absolutely. Is, and, like yeah. another thing too is that for those aggressive decks that you're talking about, if you think about how they're built, people get so mad. Oh, of course they had their one drop. Oh, they had all this stuff early. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at the way the decks are built, generally, I mean, especially early on, right? You'd have decks that would top out at five mana. So the likelihood that they will draw, or you as the player playing that deck, will draw cards to play early is very high. Like, mathematically and statistically, you're going to find those cards more often and be able to get things out early. That is why those decks are so great it's, early it's, in a it's meta almost, because, it's, because, yeah. because, yeah. because you're, you know that you're getting stuff to play every turn right away versus other people that are maybe putting the big shiny things in there. And, and and then you're like, oh well, I can't really do anything besides hero power this turn. It's almost as if those decks are designed to operate that way. Yeah. Whoa! Decks that Crazy. top what? out the <laughs> decks that top out at Drekthar and Need for Greed. It's almost as if they want to end the game at or shortly after turn six. So maybe they have their deck built to do a certain thing and it does it very well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like it's just it's just because it's 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 the observation bias because you're not seeing the decisions being made. You're seeing what's happening and if the most likely outcome happens, it's not because they're brain dead, it's because they had a card in their hand and it was it it was in their deck, and they drew it, and they played it, and that's how this game works. <laughs> it's, it's just that's how this game works. When you draw your cards, things happen. <laughs> I just uh, don't know how what else to say about that. Well, we don't we don't have to to go on any longer on this, mm-hmm. but I, I just I thought it, I thought it was a nice reminder about about the kind of the evolution of the game as a whole and specifically this style of deck that that I know there is a a decent contingent of people myself included that enjoy that style of deck. Yeah. And that's fine. That is a there is yes. Please keep enjoying those decks. <laughs> I mean that's just the nature of card games. There's going to be aggressive decks, there's going to be mid-rangey kind of decks depending on the game and then there's going to be controls kind of the rock paper scissors right and combo i guess is in there too but you know what i'm saying (laughs) so okay so did we cover everything in that article i think so right 
Yep. We we got it. We can move on to the, the Q&A. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't anything else you wanted to talk about because you actually read the article. We we had just found out about it when Mage was putting the notes in the document. So, uh, Dean Ayala's question and answer number 42. XR covered game design, voyage mini set, in-game events, along with other topping. Regarding polarization in the last few metas, Polarization is a topic I've talked about many times. In some ways, polarization is good. If I were to ask players if it's a good thing, every deck has a weakness, the answer would probably be yes. Yet when a weak matchup happens, it's a polarized matchup. It's a bad thing. If every game feels like a coin flip, of course. Like most things, it's just balance. Decks should have weakness. Some games are going to be polarized because having a weakness is a thing. It shouldn't feel like every game, so... I think that's, I mean, it's a really good point, and I think that's a point that has been uh, done <laughs> done to death by them. You know, they've talked about the polarization plenty of times, so it's, I mean, I feel like it's just going to keep coming up. The game's never going to be perfect. That's the whole point. I mean, that's asymmetric balance, so... Regarding Twin Spell returning, we thought it had very little design space, meaning it was hard for us to make a large number of designs we thought were compelling. That's why there were so few Twin Spell cards, and why it's fairly unlikely to return. Regarding adding a completely new card type, yes, one has already finished development, just waiting for it to ship it. <laughs> and will new there be a voice? card type? I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I don't... Yeah. What? <laughs> yep. Okay. So, like, they the the question specifically was referring to colossals basically just being not a new type, but basically just another minion. Yeah. And so we have minions, we have spells, we have hero cards and weapons, and there's and weapons, and and now he's he's saying they have a completely new card type that isn't one of those four. That they have finished development on for an upcoming expansion, and they're just waiting to ship it. That so we have that exciting. to look. We have that to look forward to in the future. I'm looking forward to it. It's yes. <laughs> mix things up. That's for sure. I'm. I, I'm also really intrigued by that. I think because just looking at other types of card games. Like, one big thing that uh, comes to mind is something, like, in Magic, where you have, like, an instant spell. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know a lot of people have said that. It's still a spell, so maybe it's not something like that. Is it something like an aura that just stays on board? Is it, you know, something that you play out that attaches? But, like, I really want to see how Hearthstone does this, because I think, uh, like, if you if you think back even when Battlegrounds got announced, right? Mm -hmm. Or, like auto battler like how is this gonna work for hearthstone and like <laughs> holy crap it's been a huge success you know like exactly uh, you know discover i talked about that already today but like there's a lot of things that they've implemented that have been really good and if they're implementing some new type yes i'm ready <laughs> I, I thought you guys I thought you guys would like that that statement, so I, I yeah. made sure to include that one. It's such it's such a tease because it, it could even refer to 
not this year, not year of the Hydra, yeah. but the next yeah. year. So <laughs> we could they... be waiting for this for a long time. Yeah, because, I mean, they create these and come up. Yep. They're working like a year in advance. In advance, yep. So, yeah, it, it could be the first expansion or something of next year. And it'd be like, oh, yeah, that is such a tease. <laughs> exactly. Like, good, but also like, ah, now I want to know. <laughs> It's like Christmas is only 35 days away. Oh, that's <laughs> so far away. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Dragon Rider, do you want to go over the Master Sword results? Yes, yes. I'm just going to... The last point that I interrupted you with there was just, will there be a voyage to the Sunken City mini set? Yes. 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 Of course, yes. it will be. Yes. <laughs> so, I, don't, I, I don't think that's much of a surprise, but yeah. surprise. he he did in fact co- confirm that that is a thing that it surprise! will be. Surprise! Mini set. Yes. Yes. Which uh, which is good. I think uh, we all kind of pretty much knew that was coming, but just to confirm it, because also I think at the start of the year, sometimes it can be like, okay, how much are they changing this year? How much are they not changing? <coughs> so just to reconfirm, we will be getting those mini sets. Um, yes, jumping into tournaments, we did have a master's tour over this last weekend. And again, I, you know, if you don't want spoilers, skip ahead a minute or two here, but here we go. Over this weekend, we had master's tour voyage to the sunken city and our winner was VKMSBC. Oh my gosh. Defeated Curse 3-0 in the finals with with a lineup, I love this, of Boar Priest, Control Warrior, Naga Ping Mage, and Naga Demon Hunter. I mean, who would have thought that Boar Priest would have been not only in the finals, but in the winning lineup for the Masters Tour? Like... <laughs> I don't think anybody could have uh, predicted that. Yeah, uh, and that that was in the in the semifinal. That was the deck he almost went out on too. Like he was down o two in this. I think it was this. Or I can't remember if it was a quarter or the semi. No, it was a quarter because he played orange in the semi, I believe. Um, and. His opponent had him up two to zero, and uh, he almost went zero and three with Boar Freeze, but he was able to bring it back. Um, and yeah, it's crazy. That deck is uh, feels like it shouldn't work, but it does in fact work, and you can in fact That's... kill people with it. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Said, said <laughs> sounds like you played against someone who's played Boar yeah, Priest. I've put, I, I have, uh, I, I have lost to Boar Priest. Yep. I have too. I, I mean, I still see yeah. a lot of people argue that it's like a terrible deck and all this stuff, but it's like sometimes they can just win games, though, and it it does. Yeah, um, I think the to bring it to a Masters tour and take it with at least enough success to get that far in the tournament and win like that though (laughs) i think that is that's great i think it was a good read like because that deck does well against druid and control warrior like so that's the thing that's like yes it's not exactly a great deck on ladder but when you take it into a tournament 
and you have an idea of what you can take a guess at what your opponents are going to be playing, they're probably going to be playing good decks and control warrior and druid is probably going to be in there. Like it makes sense to bring that deck. Like it can, it can punish the slow control decks and that's what it was there for. Well, getting into the rest of the top eight, uh, we already talked about the top two, but uh, in addition to them, we had Face Off, Habu Gabu, Letta, Orange, Possessi, and Sabito. And uh, a couple notes here as well. A Druid emerged as the number one pick for the tournament. Demon Hunter and Hunter followed closely, and Warlock was the least brought class. I... I feel like any of us that are at least somewhat connected are probably not surprised by anything in those last two sentences. De- Demon <laughs> Hunter, you say? I don't. I don't yeah. know if I believe that. I know, and 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 like Hunter Quest Hunter. What is that? Like a new deck? I I, I don't. I'm not sure. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> Who's Tavish? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Here here's another set as well. Uh, yeah, Boar Priest doesn't seem too good in HS replays meta stats, but was one of the most popular archetypes brought to this tournament. Uh, yeah, pretty interesting. There was quite a bit of it brought, and like you said, it's it's one of those where even if a a deck uh, doesn't perform very well or doesn't seem great on ladder, can perform very well in a tournament setting because it is targeting specific things. It's going in for very specific matchups. Whereas on ladder, you're going to get a much more, you know, wide mix of matchups, or it might just not really place well versus what's popular on ladder. But in a tournament, you're going to have bans, you know, you're going to have a very kind of specific metagame for those tournaments. So it's really interesting when we have cases like this. We've had some before. Sometimes some tournaments end up being more general or very similar to ladder, but this is one case that definitely showcases that like there are decks that can have results on one or the other and not be great in the other case. Uh, but results-wise, Druid's performance was one of the worst with 45% win rates, whereas Demon Hunter performed great with a 55% win rate uh, according to the Battlefy stats. And this one's a little interesting. I mean, we talked about Druid, and that was like our poll question for last week, right? It had the recent balance changes. So I'm not totally surprised, honestly, to see that it's uh, performed a little bit worse because it's just a little slower. Um, but I think Druid probably still is one of those decks that people like, they just kind of had that, that bad taste in their mouth for it. And they're like, I want to beat Druid. So if there were a lot more aggressive decks uh, and the combination of Druid just being a little slower, it makes a lot of sense that Druid had uh, less of a win rate. And also Demon Hunter. Demon Hunter's good. So not surprised by higher win rate there. This just in, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news. Demon De- Hunter is good. What? I don't know. <laughs> no, you, you're kidding me, right? I know, I know. Um, in terms of other HS Esports stuff, we are having our next uh, Lobby Legends, Battleground Lobby Legends tournament in two weekends. So I will definitely be sure to cover more of those details 
uh, in our episode next week, but that looks like it is going to be uh, that second weekend of May, kind of the 13th, 14th, 15th um, kind of time frame, or 14th, 15th. So again, I will talk more about that next week. Uh, anything else that either of you want to mention for our tournaments? Nope, nope, nothing okay. for me. Well, uh, I guess I can just lead us into our main topic here. Uh, so I was telling the two of you, this is kind of a discussion. Uh, sh- shout out to my pod people. Wikicud, Ridiculous Hat, Matted Arms, Zeroshio, that whole gang. Uh, they were talking about four set metas and kind of problems with four set metas and talking about five set metas and even some maybe problems with six set metas but so uh, you know we're we're in this four set meta right now and so what that means is we have four expansions right <laughs> just kidding. if you've never heard the term four set meta you're like what is that yeah so we're, we're in the first part of the year we just had rotation there's four expansions <laughs> yeah daring's holding up thumbs up yeah rotation um and it also means for standard that this is the point of the year when we have the least amount of cards available for deck building. Now, there are some problems that can kind of come from this. Uh, so even though we just had balance changes, right? We, we talked about this already. Demon, or, uh, Druid seemed like a complete menace. Kazakasan was all over the place. Those got nerfed. And it's like a couple days later, within a week, it, it seems like everybody is kind of pitchforking again for the next nerfs. Right? It's like, now these things need nerfed. And it does seem like this does happen often, but I think there's also some really big problems in the early part of the year. And it happens like every year, every time that we get in these four sets. So... I think right now, I I put these bullet points in here, but I want to hear what you guys think. Right now, what I have kind of for the the cards or like decks in general that I think people are really kind of um, claiming are like the big problems or or are really problematic that are kind of surfacing right now are Drek'thar, Demon Hunter, and Quest Hunter. And that's also kind of why we were just just joking about the Demon Hunter and, and Quest Hunter. But I mean... I know some people have really been complaining about Quest Hunter for a little while, but Drek'thar, I mean, was was there these cases where maybe Druid or something else was kind of keeping the Drek'thar in check? Because it doesn't feel like, uh, you know, it, it was raising as many pitchforks. I'll just I'll just rephrase that, you know. It wasn't really as much of a problem when the card got revealed. And when it first got implemented into the game, it was like, okay, it seems like a strong card. But now we've had rotation, and Drek'thar is a neutral, so you can play it in multiple decks. And now it really kind of seems like it's it's surfacing and creating a lot of problems, and a lot of people uh, potentially want to see it changed, want to see it nerfed. I don't know if that's going to happen, but... What are your guys' thoughts on, like, Drek'thar, Demon Hunter, Hunter, and kind of seeing these become more problematic now in this four-set meta? Mage, you want to go first? 
Drek'thar is really powerful right now, and I think is really powerful because of a combination of a lack of tools for a lot of decks because of rotation and cards being removed, along with some additions to the neutral set that were added in Voyage to the Sunken City. And I'm looking at you specifically, Puffer Fist, and I'm looking at you specifically, Treasure Guard. Those two cards are neutral cards so those cards along with drekthar can be put in any class and and as a result uh you know we're seeing the like if you look at my data on vs uh on vicious syndicate the top two decks at like gold bronze and silver because uh because um that you know it were early in the month and stuff Agro Demon Hunters at a 56% win rate and Quest Hunters at a 54.5% win rate. And then <laughs> Quest Warriors at 52.8. So the those two decks that leverage Drek'thar, I think, likely the best are the, are, are the ones that are doing the best. And, you know, Quest Hunter actually has been using Drek'thar since kind of the, the beginning. Um and 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 leveraging it to to good use uh but but though but but that card along with along with those neutral cards i think have really shown just how powerful this card was and 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 i think if i'm not mistaken everyone here thought that card was powerful when we saw it introduced Mm -hmm. yep and it's take it's taken a little bit of time it, and uh, but but I think it's it's proving now to be as good as we thought it would be, and it, and it's weird because like had had Kazakasan not been nerfed to the incarnation we now have, if I was to if you to come to me and you were betting with me as to which card was going to wreak more havoc. After rotation, Kazakasan or Drekthar, I'm not sure I would have picked Drekthar because because That's of how fair. powerful it yeah. felt like that card was. But it's amazing what a couple weeks can do, right? You you've got you get an introduction, you get a removal of a bunch of cards, you get the introduction of a, of a smaller set of cards, a lot of neutral cards that 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 synergize well. And allow you to, or, or or basically help you accentuate what Drekthar is trying to do, and, and then you get a nerf to to the other one, and it and it's suddenly yeah, you this is where we are now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I I'm struggling because I like the deck and I'm playing the deck and it's it's fun to me and I've had trouble finding a Demon Hunter deck that I liked and so this is. This is hard for me, but I feel like it's gonna get nerfed at some point because it just it feels like it can't stay like this. Uh, my my issue, yes, a Drek'thar, like we're just doing some quick, like you know, generally worst case scenario with Drek'thar, you're gonna pull out two three jobs. Most of the time, you pull out two three jobs. Um, it can vary, but like you pull out two three jobs. Sometimes you pull out, um two treasure guards and that adds two 10 worth of stats so that's a 614 
four on turn three, possibly turn four, you know, when it happens. And I think as as more and more I think of it, like Drexar is extremely powerful. Like I feel what puts Demon Hunter over the line is the Puffer Fist. Like the Puffer Fist being able to clear do AoE to the face and to the board for one mana. You know, something it was doing every single turn anyways. Like it just feels it feels problematic to me. It's just it feels like a lot of that, but it, it, you know, Demon Hunter's not the only one that abuses um, uh, Drakthar. You have um, your hunter, your face hunter, or not your face hunter, excuse me, your quest hunter. Doesn't run a lot of minions, but it sure pulls them out with Drakthar because it's just it's just Rustrot Vipers or Treasure Guards. So it's like, well, this is just really stupid good because it's. Like, it draws the minions for you, thins your deck, and, like, draws you more cards to feed you. So, like, it's just, I think it's a combination of really good neutrals, and this card was super good to begin with. And then, like, just those aggressive decks that, like, really take advantage of it. Because, like, Quest Hunter, you're playing four minions, like, four or five minions anyways, and they were all under three or they were three and under anyways. So this is literally not a deck building challenge and it's busted in there. It's busted in demon hunter. Like it's just, it's so good. And it, you're just, you're just looking at it. You're like, what do I do about this? <laughs> it's just, what do you do about it? I, I keep saying like, unless you have a AOE lined up on turn three that can clear board, you know, three minions, that's, I mean, that's where I think the, the the real problem comes in with it too is the fact that what are you doing if you're not control warrior? And that's why there's so many control warriors is because they're able to clean up that mess sometimes on turn three. They're able to frozen buckler, shield chatter, wipe up any board that comes out of Drek'thar. That's why control warriors seeing so much play right now. Oh. The the question the question I guess I would have is like so if they nerf these cards mm -hmm. it it feels like there's going to be something next because there was something now after the last time yeah. and yeah. and it and it's probably probably because of the limited set and and the thing of it is when we add more cards this isn't going to be as big a problem more more than likely because like think about it a year ago. When we were playing Forged in the Barrens, do you remember how just ridiculous uh, Alex Straza felt? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. with Rogue, too. And people were calling for nerfs for that card, and as soon as we got another full set, that card saw almost no play yeah. for the rest of the year. There, yeah. There is just something about the, the, the small quantity of cards in a four set meta that makes it really hard to to keep things where 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 you're not playing whack-a-mole right where where there's not something that just happens to bubble up that ends up being really powerful that a lot of other decks are not going to be able to deal with and first it was kazakasan now it's drekthar and the question i have and i don't know the answer to it maybe it's mechs Maybe it's, you know, the siren 
uh, in the mage deck. Maybe it's something else. I don't know, but I suspect we do. We do. We we nerf Drekthar, which we probably should. I expect that there's going to be an, an, the next thing that we're going to have to deal with then after that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's always the thing, though, right? The game is going to be changing. They're going to be changing things that they see as unfair. And um, I, I think, to be fair, I could think Spite Last Summoner could be hit, too, to, 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 you know, get ahead of it, too. You know, there's going to be prominent decks and strategies. It's just, it feels like, like we we're talking before the shore when when demon hunter can beat control warrior on a fairly regular basis i'm not talking that they're like the favored class but like i don't think the win sh should be as close of like what's supposed to be a polarizing matchup you know what i mean like and i think that's where you have to when when something like that has to, happens, we have to they have to take a look at it and be like, okay, what's the problem here? And like, I it, it comes down to like it feels like when the the four set meta comes out, the lack of cards, like things start to become so samey and things that um get abused, like the something is found and abused, like generally. So I mean I I don't know if we're ever gonna get over this <laughs> when we're we're in a four set meta it's just it's just the nature of the beast like like the amalgam the the amalgam and Nelly are so likely to discover uh Smite or uh, Captain you know Mister Smite and you know then that's like a free charger out of nowhere that you didn't start with in your deck. Like there's a lot of things because of the, the small pool of everything. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the things that happen every time we have the four set meta. I mean, you guys have been kind of talking and then like alluding to a lot of these already, but yeah, absolutely. For, for one thing, there's less cards in the standard pool. So that means that stronger cards have even more impact, right? Like Drek'thar, it really kind of got even better after rotation because you can put in the best three drops and, hey, this is great, and they're going to have more impact. Also, like you said, that, that sameness feeling, I feel like we do get this almost every four-set meta, especially when they're strong neutrals. Like you said, Leroy was one. Uh, right now we're, we're doing the, um, you know, like Drek'thar. Uh, when Highlander decks were popular, I think even like Zephyrus. Zephyrus created a lot of sameness. Um, well, yeah, a year ago it was Alex Straza. A year ago yeah. it was Mancrick. Mancrick is is, yeah. is now... Remember how popular that was a year ago? And then it kind of went away for, for two sets. And now that we're back to a four set... <laughs> And, yeah. and 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 now it's now it's back again. We're we're it. I I almost wonder if they have to depower neutrals in the first set of the meta specifically because of if there ends up being a powerful neutral, it just ends up being everywhere mm -hmm. and 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 has this disproportional impact. Oh, I mean, every year. We, we've literally yeah. seen this, like, every year. There's always been something. I think even Kazakis 
wasn't Kazakis uh, the the four one that gives you a golem? Wasn't that yep. also mm-hmm. during the first set of the year? And it, like yep. that was that was freaking everywhere when that came out too. Yep. Yeah, and I mean part of it is that because when it comes out in that first set, you know, it it's new and yeah, people want to play it, but also when there are those neutral cards that are good and there's less cards to play, people will just play the good cards and then they put them in as many decks as they can. Yeah. So yeah, it, it creates that sameness feeling and you just get like, it basically you, you go to neutrals, you put in all the good neutral cards and then you pick your class and fill in the rest of the deck with some other stuff. And it's like, it's probably not, good for like the meta in general like that's probably not a healthy spot that the meta should be in when you kind of just have this automatic like neutral package of cards that you want to play in in almost every deck Uh, but because there's less cards it also means that discover effects or you know generate a random card like created by pools uh, those are also much smaller so if you're looking for certain things uh you know, you mentioned like Smite, for example. That's a great example of what's going on right now. There's a lot less cards in the pool. There's a lot less pirates. Higher chance or almost guaranteed chance to find Mr. Smite. That happens every time this year. Like the at this time of year. Every time we have the four set meta. Discover options or created options like that are much more consistent. And maybe they shouldn't be that consistent. I don't know. Maybe the devs like that there's a time like this of the year. And then a time when it's less impactful. Um, but I don't know. I think, um, you know, the other kind of bullet point thing that I have here is something that you brought up a little while ago, Mage. Which is, uh, I actually, I think you both kind of hit on it. But talking about certain decks don't really, like, have enough support. And I, there's two things that I've really noticed. One, if they were good before, right? Like, and then they lost some of the, the impactful stuff, then it, it then it almost feels like they fell flat. You know, you're like, oh, okay, well, kind of lost the, the good key cards, and now this deck is, like, just kind of gone. And that's sad, because it was a good deck, and now it's completely gone. For better or worse, maybe you were somebody who liked that deck, and now you're sad that's gone. Maybe you hated playing against that deck, and now it's gone. You're like, oh, thank gosh, that that's out of there. Like Librum Paladin. <laughs> like, thank who, who hate, we don't have Librams anymore. Who hated playing against that deck? It was fun. I got to watch yeah. it a bunch with it, so I can't complain. But, I mean, also the opposite. I, I've, there's been also a lot of decks where it feels like they're so close, right? It's like, okay... If we could just get a little bit more support, you know, we've gotten support throughout this year and now the first set of this next year, let's, let's get this little support and then it doesn't come or it's like one card and you're like, it's not quite <laughs> still enough to actually make it like mm-hmm. an effective proper deck. Then it, it kind of feels bad. And part of it is because there's just, there's also not enough cards and, when some deck ideas or some styles of deck get more support than others, it's going to feel like that. I think this is kind of exacerbated in four set metas, though. And that just makes it feel even worse. Um, but uh... think, think about think about Elemental Shaman a year ago. It was so it was so oh, close, baby. right? It was so close. And it, it just it needed that. That, that extra card or two from a mini set 
to really push it over the hump and 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 it's just it's just adding more adding more cards you know yeah. get you there are there are decks that we are going to be making in a five set minute in a six set minute that we cannot make right now that might answer the drekthar problem very oh, yeah. well Absolutely. and and we just we just don't have that right now we don't have those tools we don't have the ability to do that just yet but so you know the que- the question is is do we got to do we got to do something about it now or or can it wait and you know i think i that that's going to be that's going to be the decision of the devs on on, on and they have to make that every time, every every year when when we get yeah. to this point, because there is something, because because there are there really are things I think that look out of balance in a four set meta that aren't out of balance. It's just the lack of yeah. other options, the, the the those reasons that you've just mentioned, right? That's the reason Alex Straza did not get nerfed, and it turns out. It didn't need to be nerfed because because it just it just needed time and more cards available to to the player base and it didn't need to it didn't need to change. So I'm going to propose another question or or conversation topic here. We're going to keep this part brief, but I, I think this is something that has been brought up multiple times. And uh, I'm going to read through my couple of points here and then I'm going to share mine and then ask for your guys's. But do you like four set metas or do you want to see any type of like rotation or expansion changes? So, like, for example, maybe more cards at rotation to address the less cards in the pool or maybe a change completely to the expansion cycle or, or rotation cycle, such as when one set leaves, like one set leaves and another set comes in. So instead of getting rid of three sets at once and putting one in, it'd be like one for one. Or do you think maybe there's no changes needed? Um, I think for me, I have been for years a big proponent of, I would love to see how it would feel to have the one set in, one set out. Like as one set comes in, one set leaves. And I think that would also create a really interesting, like, rotation, like a more consistent, uh, what are those, like, those big rotating doors? I don't know what... Revolving doors, yes. (laughs) Yes, simple, I don't know, my brain could not think of the word revolving, apparently. Uh, But yes, (laughs) like, like a revolving door type effect. Like, you would always have the meta be in motion and and changing and i think you could really create a variety of decks and instead of it being like okay this like librams for say, for example since i just brought those up okay librams are going to be here for a year two years you know especially when the cards come out in the first set of the year that's when you have them in standard the absolute longest but cards would have an equal amount of time if you did like a one in one out and I think for me, I would really love to see how that would feel in Hearthstone. And I think that would give like a really consistent feel to rotational type changes instead of it being like a, a big, huge thing at the beginning of the year. And then everybody gets burnt out and sick of <laughs> sick of standard and all that by the end of the year. And it's just, oh, I'm ready for rotation. 
it'd be more of a consistent feeling, I think. And uh, I, that's what I would personally love. But uh, Mage, throw it to you. So uh, I'm of the opinion that I like a five set meta actually more than, than a four set meta or a six set meta because I feel like it's just kind of the sweet spot when it comes to the number of cards. It doesn't feel overwhelming, but it doesn't feel like you're lacking options as well. So I would I I would be all for a rotation system where we had five sets in it at all times. And so the one in, one out, but have it be so that you were you were you were going with five sets and rather than, you know, getting to six sets and then only doing one in, one out at a time. So I I, I like the idea of kind of the the more there isn't the as big an impact once a year. There's just smaller impacts throughout the year. Every time there's an expansion, not just the new cards, but you have old cards leaving. So there's, I think, a better chance that there isn't a deck that... The the one concern I guess I would have is is the the elemental may or the elemental shaman sort of deck scenario where you where where you're close maybe you're one card away but because of the five set meta when you add the new cards you're also taking away something so maybe that deck never gets there because they lose something in addition to adding something that would kind of suck but I think but I think overall. I would like to see the, you know, God, what is it? Ends up being probably like 800, 850 cards or something, maybe closer to 900 that is available in a five set meta and, and then doing a one in one out so that it stays at that level. I, 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 I'm totally with you on the one in one out scenario. It's interesting. There is, <laughs> I mean, so... I, I, I immediately just went to Devil's Advocate in my head, and I was like, well, then they would have to start developing differently, but that's not what we're asking. We're asking what we would like. I, 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 and I feel like this happens every year, but I haven't really taken note of it. And I remember talking about Alex Straza last year, but I don't remember how I felt exactly at the four set meta. I assume similar to how I'm feeling now. Cause I remember talking about Alex Straza being the like the win condition, right? That she was the mm -hmm. she was yeah. like the everywhere. Everywhere. She was just the over the top. That's what you do. You hit them for eight you have eight bursts in your hand, regardless of what else is in your deck? You finish them off with Alex Strauss. So you get them down to eight and you hit them in the face. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I, so I think the five set meta is probably better. I would imagine because it's not too many, not too little. It's somewhere in between. So I think that's where I would like to see, and I'm not exactly, I'm not a designer. I don't know how we'd implement it. But if we can find that not too, not too, like I said, not too little, not too much, just the baby bear. <laughs> Let's find the baby bear for Hearthstone. 
and try and get it just We already right. have a baby bear in Hearthstone. <laughs> With the RoboCub? She, she, stre- she streams over oh, the yes. U. Uh, oh, yes. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've forgotten. Shout out to Baby Bear. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Come fix Hearthstone. (laughs) We're just teasing, of course. Yes, it's uh, it's just one of those things that it's right now. It's just it's I've had a frustrating time personally, like I said earlier. So I am recognizing I'm taking a minute to recognize right now that what I might be feeling is personal bias and. You know, that that might not be the reason to change cards. And I admit it. I fully admit it. I was on full tilt earlier. And I, uh, looking back, I can kind of calm down a little bit here. And I can look at things a little differently. So. It's, it's one of those things like when you're in it. Yeah, you're like, oh, this sucks. This is the worst thing. And then afterwards, sometimes you look back. I mean, but I could say that when we talked about this last year and talked about Alex Straza, I was one of those people that was like, I think Alex needs nerfed. This is so crazy. It's everywhere. Fit for <laughs> yeah. And then afterwards, it it's like, well, it was everywhere because we had barely any cards to play. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, relatively, or, or like, you know, the the decks used a fraction of the available cards and yeah that was just a powerful card in such a small pool maybe that's the case here for drekthar maybe it does need changed again maybe that's the case with some of like the demon hunter or quest hunter cards i don't know but uh, i feel like there are patterns that are showing up very consistently in not only the four set metas but also at the end of the year like you said when there's just it feels like too many cards And then what ends Mm -hmm. up happening is, like, there's not a lot of, like, new decks that emerge. And we often also see that when that six-set meta comes around, it's like, oh, it's that same deck, but, like, maybe with one new card. Maybe two. You know, because the deck is already good. It's already established. And then the new set comes out, and those cards aren't impactful enough. And so each kind of set each amount of cards does have its own problems but we're, we're really focusing on the four set because that's where we're at right now. exactly so, that's yeah. that's that's the creek we're in yeah and we're looking for that paddle <laughs> so that's that's where we're at right now for this um but yeah like we definitely would love to hear what you all think about this and uh mage i think we have a great question that you uh put in for everybody to answer yeah i mean we we just now talked about what you know do you like a four cent meta and and you know how do you want to see this happen so we want to know from you what is in your opinion the ideal number of sets for a good meta is it the four cent meta like we are in now is it a five cent meta or is it a Full to the gills six set meta like we had just just you know, a little over a month ago before rotation occurred. So vote. Tell us which option you prefer the most. 
maybe feel free to reply and give us a reason why, and we will talk about those results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com. Follow the uh, show's Twitter to the top pin tweet, and you will get to the Dr3 Discord. You can find, and you can find myself, on Twitter at Daring Alkaline and Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Daring Alkaline, where I am working on Yakuza like a dragon. So having a lot of fun with that game. So I'm, I'm super excited to play more. So Dragon Rider, what about you? Yes. Well, you can find me hanging out in Daring's channel because uh, we are trying to get his average viewership yes. consistent so yes. that we can get hit it, affiliate. Get it up there. Yay. Yes. Thank you. So, would love, uh, you know, he's been doing a lot of lunch streams and then some evening streams. Uh, go on over there, follow, get notified when he goes live. And then as soon as you see it, even if you're not able to really watch, like I was last night when I wasn't feeling well, I slept, but I had it on. Go support because we love daring and we want to see him hit that affiliate. So. Thank you, thank you. Definitely, definitely say hi when you're there too because I, know I would appreciate it. Is, yeah, is part part of this is I'm sure like when I was streaming, I loved seeing people in there saying hello, that sort of thing, and then also for affiliate, there is a there is a conversation portion of the requirement where you have to get people talking. So if you're, if you're there, uh, I know he would appreciate it. And, and, and for dragon and I, we would appreciate it. If you, if you said hello and, and chatted a little bit as well. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Thank I really appreciate (laughs) that, but (laughs) let's continue about you dragon Rider. Yes. 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 So when I'm not hanging out in Daring's channel, uh, you can find me on Twitter, DonnieDK, that's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K, and Twitch and YouTube, DragonRiderDK, and, uh, you know, I kind of teased it, but over the next handful of weeks, I am really going to be hunkering down and working on prepping for casting a game that is not Hearthstone, so I'm getting excited for that Ooh. because, uh, you know, yeah, I... I really want to uh, gather a lot of, of stuff for that and uh, put myself out there. You know, I've, I've, I've casted some Battlegrounds a while ago. Obviously, I cast a lot of Standard. I've casted Mercenaries, so I can cast multiple modes within Hearthstone. But now, like, I want to show, hey, I can, I can cast beyond just Hearthstone. So hopefully I can keep uh, pursuing that further. Awesome. And Mage, take us home. I know you've been busy. You've been real busy. (laughs) Yeah, so you can find me talking about how I'm doing in Hearthstone, like almost hitting 6k in Battlegrounds. It's being elusive to me right now, and I hate it. Keep getting right up there. Right to that point where I'm gonna go over uh-huh. and I have like a seventh place finish. Exactly. Back. Yeah, that's what's frustrating. Thing. Yeah, it's like you're like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I took third place and win thirty, and then I yeah. take seventh place and drop a hundred. It's like, yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I hate this. Exactly. So find me doing talking about that, talking about D and D, talking about Sea of Thieves, and some of the other games that I am playing. I am at Major Death. And uh, as as we're recording this and as you're listening to this, uh, the final episode of the, the Moon Knight TV show is out now as you're listening to this. 
So uh, we have just three weeks left of the Phases of the Moon Knight podcast where we've been talking about all the comics as well as the TV show. Uh, but we have a plan. We have a new hero that we're going to go to and we're going to announce that in just a couple of weeks. So we're excited about that. So if you're interested in comic books, if you're interested in Moon Knight or maybe what we're going to be talking, which hero we're going to be talking about next after that, uh, go check us out. We're on Twitter at Phases of MK. Ooh, this should be exciting to hear who's next. I'm very excited to hear who's next. So <laughs> don't keep us waiting too long. <laughs> So thanks, guys, for tuning in this week. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. Moms cost five, so I can't use Drek'thar with them, I guess. Darn it. Dang. Boom.